Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> <laughs> I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and come what may, but if you shake it out, then the only girl in the world will swing from the chandelier. If you're crazy because of tainted love, then call a seven-nation army to unleash the toxic material girl who says diamonds are a girl's best friend. Whatever, shut up and dance. Joining us today are the usual Hey Ya Roxanne's, including Kevin Rollin' the Deep Jagger. Ah, oh, that part is so great, yes. <laughs> Kimberly, our Lady Marmalade Game Master, an unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. <laughs> uh, and with us today is someone you may have seen on the West End in Jersey Boys, Whisper House, Heathers, and now as the Duke in Moulin Rouge, let's give a big broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the, friend show. Of the show. Simon the Bailey. Show. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me from, uh, from over the, across the pond here. I'm really yeah. excited to talk to you. Is this uh, greetings wait, is from this New York. our first is this our first recording with somebody international? Maybe. This it's not the first time zone situation because we had some no, people in LA. No, but this is the real deal. So we're going to yeah. say it. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Uh, <laughs> we're going straight for the trailblazer here. This is it. Yes. We're blazing new, new paths. I like it. Let's make it. <laughs> yeah. And it, not only is there an ocean between us, you are in a different day. This is a time travel episode. What's the future <laughs> like? I'm generally in Thursday. I don't want to ruin anything for you, but it's shaping up to be pretty good so far. So I'm, I'm you, yes. but, but Thursday's looking pretty good. Did you oh. see the new Batman movie already before we did? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I've got eyes like this. I, I was yeah. mentioned to you before. I've still got some eyeliner on, so I, I came dressed just for that occasion. Yes. 
I'm wearing the cape. You can't see that bit, but I, I won't tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be some Those spoilers boilers. later. If I have yeah, too many yeah. of these, I'm sure I'll tell you the whole ins and outs. Yes. <laughs> well, great segue. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Ooh, what I'm drinking. Well, you know, this is kind of a funny one because I was given these drinks the other day and there's these things called White Claw. Do you, do you know what White Claw is? <laughs> very oh, familiar. Yes. Very familiar. They're American staples. Very familiar. I was given these the other day and kind of like them. So I've, yeah. got, I've got some white claw here and I've also Which got... flavor? I've got, a, I've got a, a natural lime. I need. I like to add the natural lime. Oh, just sure. It sound a bit more organic, you know? <laughs> um, I also totally. have a massive decanter of whiskey, which you can't see, which we're just going to keep rotating and see what happens. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Perfect combo. Incredible. Kevin, what are you drinking? <laughs> Uh, I just want you to know that White Claws were like the official drink in America during lockdown. Like everyone was drinking White Claws. It was so <laughs> easy. like I knew and I didn't. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was so the So many American times drink. we would show up on a Zoom and we just all had a raspberry White Claw. It was just the thing. <laughs> and it was our third or fourth of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, these things are dangerous, right? You can yeah. Drink yeah. And the, Big yeah. time. Yeah, they're like adult juice. Happens. It's yeah, that is, yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens in about half an hour. This could go <laughs> wrong for everybody involved. Love this. So <laughs> I am drinking, I took a page out of Brian's book. So I opened a black raspberry uh, seltzer and I drank a bit and then poured tequila in it. So love now it's it. like a black raspberry tequila seltzer and it's delicious. I love it. Kevin, are you uh, out of cups? <laughs> exactly. Now I don't have to wash a cup. I'm just being economical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Hi, my old faithful, a gin and tonic today with a little lemonade on top because I'm out of limes. Oh, so here we and are. I am Keep drinking. Interesting. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking a little salsa tequila, but my ice melted, so it is now tequila with a splash of water. So perfect. Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. We're going to give Brian a little ice machine for under his desk. Yeah, exactly. My knees will be so cold. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Renee. So we're going to start right off the bat. Um, what's your favorite musical? Wow. Uh, my favorite musical. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this requires some thought. I need some more of these. Um, to be honest, it's a really difficult one because I have like so many for so many different reasons. Um, Jersey Boys is definitely one of my favorites, just without question. Or, or there's obviously a lame is, but I think I'm going to have to go slightly a little bit left and say Parade. Yeah, sure. Right? No, and literally no one expected that just then. I saw no Revive Parade. Ever, yeah. Whoever's listening, Revive Parade. Revive Parade in yeah. please let yeah. me come and do it. Yeah. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah. It's such a good show, and it's just like it's so beautiful, and everyone loves it. But like for some reason, it's just like it's never on the top of your tongue when you're like, "What's your favorite show?" I know it's a really strange one because I, I actually I did do it about <clears throat> about ten, I think nine or ten years ago, I think it was, um, and I did it in this really small theater called the Southern Playhouse in London, <clears throat> and it was set in these arches that it's like this disused train tunnels basically so it's you know these kind of concave oh, things cool. so the it, the it was extremely atmospheric and we did it um in traverse so we basically had a courtroom situation going on which kind of worked with everything and it was wow. honestly it was only on for a short period of time 
but it was it was honestly one of the best one of the best times I've ever had in a theater and the music is just it's the incredible music is just insane so it's so powerful yeah. so good um so yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, let's go completely left field and and, and I love just it. go with and go with parade yeah I think yeah <laughs> that's fantastic what are your favorite musicals though what are your favorite musicals sure oh. Okay. Um, we've never can had we this. Guess like, each other. <laughs> yes, I feel like we've talked about it. So yeah, we can guess. I Kimberly's favorite is uh, it's either Sunday in the Park with George or Merrily We Roll Along. Nice. Tied, but Sunday wins. Okay. So not tied. Oh right, yeah, yeah, Oops. Brian's favorite musical is uh, his. I would say his top two are. Um, uh, Man, Man of La Mancha, yeah, and yes. Seussical. Yeah, I, I would put Cabaret over Seussical. Oh, okay. But, oh, but Man of La Mancha is my favorite musical. Okay. Yes. And then awesome. Kevin. Oh. Kevin, I would go. Are you also Sunday? No, I would because he always says that his album he would bring with him is uh, Carolina Change. You're I don't know right. if that has changed since we saw Carolina Change. Um. Or do we? Do, or has is Sondheim a little bit more in his wheelhouse right now? Because I'm going to go Sweeney Todd. I still say Sunday. Yeah. So my top two would be Sweeney Todd or Into the Woods. Oh, oh so, Into the Woods, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah, those two are my two faves. But yeah, good call. Good call. Great, great. We did it. There you go. Oh, we did it. Yay! <laughs> now, right. Simon, what got you into musical theater? Like, was it something as a kid? Was it? Yeah, it was very much a kid situation. I mean, I was I was lucky. My my folks took me to a lot of shows when I was when I was a kid. <clears throat> and actually, I remember this is probably the genesis of most people's stories about how they got into musical theatre. But I was taken. It was my next door neighbour uh, when I was about four years old. My next door neighbour was doing a school production of Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat sure. in his in his school gym, and they were doing two or three performances. That was it. And I remember I was kind of kicking and screaming being taken to the first one. And then I was begging to go to number two and three. Oh, yeah. So I watched, I watched their whole run. You know, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched that, that three straight run. You know, I was, I was that guy. Yeah. But I loved it, you know, and, and it, that kind of gave me the bug, I think. And then, you know, I was quite introverted as, as a kid and I was quite a shy kid. And, you know, I kind of started to dip my toe into the water of, of singing whilst I was at school or, and mm. then, you know, doing these little tiny school productions. <clears throat> and that was basically it for me. It was, you know, the goal was, the goal was Joseph and whichever path it was going to take was going to take, but that's, that's basically mm. how I got into it. And I joined school choirs and, you know, I was terrified to sing on my own, but I was, I would join school choirs and that gave me a little bit of confidence to sing you know, anywhere apart from into my pillow, you know, so no yeah. one could hear me. And that yeah. was really it, you know, that was, that was kind of how I, that was how I started. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a great way, I think, to get people involved in theatre is kind of to be just, is to be taken and shown the world, you know? No, with, growing up, ever, did, oh. no, go for it. Have you ever done Joseph now that it was your I awakening? I have done Joseph. Yeah, I have done Joseph. I played the Pharaoh. Um, mm. it was, That's uh, a great I, part. I it. <clears throat> yeah, it was so much fun. It, 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 where, it was where the with um, Cats was for, for so many years, the New London Theatre, mm. which is now the Gillian Lynn Theatre. And I remember getting that call. It was one of the quickest audition processes I've ever known in my entire life. 
I, I think I had the first audition on the Monday. I was recalled on the Friday. And then I started on the Monday. And then we wow. performed it the Monday afterwards. So it was just oh, like... Wow. How many colors can you learn? Let's go. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, at least, at least, this is at one least amazing colored coat, guys. But can I yeah. learn it first? At least you only had to learn like her. 10 minutes. You only had to learn like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was that like little geek. I was the guy who actually knew all the colors. I was like, guys, don't worry. Leave this one to me. Red and yellow. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, Stone the Crows. Uh, 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 uh. That's awesome. That's so cool. So when you were growing up, did you latch on to movie musicals? Like, did that help? Or did you, was it mostly like you, you just like the theater being there in it was like the thing that really, you know, infused itself into you? I think that, that's a really good question. Cause I, I can't really remember what the fork in the road was for me. Cause I know that theater was predominantly, that was it. That, you know, I, I liked going to watch live, live musicals. That's, that's what I love. <clears throat> but then there was a point it was really more like the the kind of Disney. It was like the, the Disney cut, like mm-hmm. the musicals, you know, like the Aladdins and the, all that stuff was when I, I really liked watching those and then progressing into other movie musicals. But I kind of grew up on that. My, 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 my family's house was basically based on music and, you know, sing-along stuff. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we were quite a big Disney family and my sister's a big Disney nut and my parents were Disney crazy um so it's it's a really good basis to have i think and so i was that was kind of my that was kind of where they all melded but i i was certainly brought up more in live theater than i was the movie musical genre but that that came that came pretty soon afterwards yeah i was sure i was bitten by the bug and that just kind of took me on so um yeah. you know I, I very much enjoyed both but certainly live was where it, it the, the bug caught me i suppose yeah so, so in terms of uh did you so you did you grow up in and around london was was the west end easy access for you and then on top of that you know in terms of like you know i'll, I'll uh, at least for me i'll speak for myself i grew up around new york city so it was very easy to get into new york and see the shows so m- aside from like idolizing broadway and all that i idolized the west end in terms of like th- the, like like shakespeare the birthplace of theater and like wanting to go and see a west end show and be immersed in that culture did you what was your relationship with the london west end growing up and like was new york a pedestal for you broadway have you been what have you seen i'm just interested from your perspective growing up over there mm. how you related to those two big cities uh, of theater yeah, hugely. Well, <clears throat> I grew up in a place, uh, a small town called Maidenhead, which is in Berkshire next to, next to Windsor. So it, like, it's really about 25 minutes, um, 25 minutes away from London. So actually getting, getting into London was kind of easy for me. And my dad, my dad used to work in London all the time. So <clears throat> it was quite easy for us to get in uh, and watch um, West End shows. I mean, obviously, we didn't go all the time because it was, yeah. you know, that, that's a kind of crazy expensive pastime. But we went as much as we could. and We went as a family. Um, so, yeah, of course. And then I think Broadway in New York is, if you're from London, I think Broadway and New York theatre is always on a pedestal. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like, still, for me, it is, of course. Um, and I don't know if that's vice versa, but we certainly look towards, we certainly look to Broadway with that kind of like heart eye emoji and just kind of that's, that's the kind of end destination where you kind of really want to end up. Um, and we have such a, a like an admiration for it. Um, so actually I was really lucky. Um, 
I was in a I was in a group. We were signed to Sony Records in two thousand and seven, <clears throat> and um, there's one of the guys, uh, Jeremiah James, who's who's one of you know one of your fabulous countrymen. Um, we became really really good friends, and there was another guy in the group as well. Who I won't say he's he was quite a big Broadway guy. I won't say just in case he doesn't want to be mentioned because he left. <laughs> anyway, but we went. To it's go Kevin. See, it's Kevin, um, right? It, it was me. <laughs> yeah. It was me. So you weren't saying anything, Kevin. I thought we were going to keep your secret. Yeah, let's keep it. I just put it out there. Just kind of quietly drink and say, "Move on, Simon. Move on." That was basically. What you were doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was rule one of the group. Don't yeah. talk about the group. <laughs> I made the pact, you know. I had bleached blonde are... hair then, <laughs> <laughs> like shaved down the side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've still got the photographic evidence. Oh my god! It's in, the se- it's in the secret spot. Right. Yeah, every <laughs> every every group needs their bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that was it. And I don't want to reveal the secret. Um, but no, so we, I went over to visit. I went over to visit Jeremiah because we were kind of in between signing the deal and not signing the deal and stuff. But anyway, so long story short, the first Broadway show I saw was Spring Awakening with um, with Lea mm-hmm. Michelle and uh, Jonathan Groff. And I was, um, yeah, it was, it was one of those kind of very surreal moments because it was theatre like I knew, but it was, it wasn't because it was, it was Broadway, you know? So it automatically felt way more special because I was there and you know, the show, it actually was, was insane. And I love every second of it. So, um, yeah, cool. basically. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, what a good first show. <laughs> that is a good first oh, show. Such a good oh. first show. Yeah. It like, was, it was really one of those, you know, those kind of blurry moments, you know, because you're trying to take in everything around you um, and enjoying the show. And that, and it, there's a lot to that show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a lot kind of happening. Um, yeah. And it takes, if you haven't read, you know, anything about it before, it takes some turns. So, you know, it's, you, you got to keep, keep your wits about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we have a new question on Broadway so that I'm obsessed with. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Oh God. Uh, and if you need explanation, let me know. But what show would you like to age through in terms of performing? Oh, that's so, great. like, like you know, you would start with that whatever the youngest part in that show is, and you would over the course of your lifetime would actually play each part and get like a full experience being in that show. Is there a show that comes to mind? I mean, immediately, I think what would come to mind would have to be Les Mis. Because if you start as Gavroche oh. and then you move to Marius or you move to Marius Andras and mm-hmm. then you go and be the bishop in the doorway and then you go to be Javert and then you go to be um, Valjean towards the end, I mean, that is literally your entire life. So you could <laughs> physically do it. Um, you know, so I think that one immediately would jump to mind. And the Joe voice parts are... I was like, Joe Jonas has already started. Like he's done, <laughs> Joe Jonas did Gavroche and then he did uh, uh, Marius in that 25th anniversary. That's at, right, uh, yeah. So he's yeah, on the way. Joe or Nick? Oh no, that was Nick, you're right. Nick Jonas. Nick, yeah. But yeah, you have to throw Tenardier yeah. in. Good call, Kimberly. And the Tenardiers, yeah, because you've you got to have a little bit of light relief, otherwise you go absolutely insane. <laughs> what a good answer. Good answer. And Valjean is Tenardier. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have just a year 
just to take your foot off the gas and then 100%. you can go back into giving it take to you. one palate get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Love the it. sorbet of musical theater. Exactly. <laughs> Make the questionable sausage, scream at your wife, you're done by like yeah, 10 p.m. Exactly. <laughs> there you go, everyone's happy. It's a good track. It's That's a good such track. A good answer. Oh, that is good. Um, but do you know where else uh, we age quickly? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Try again. Tuesdays in the, in the corner, corner with Kevin. Corner. It's Kevin's corner. Well, Where we age quickly. That was the worst transition ever. I was like, are you going to talk about the like that new movie Old? By like M Night Shyamalan, like <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm I'm happy to talk about it, but it won't be positive. <laughs> okay, so Simon, welcome to Kevin's Corner, where um, it's my corner, and I get you whatever I want because it's super exciting here. Um, so today, what we're gonna do is we are gonna talk about British stuff because my parents, who are both American, are like obsessed with everything like British. Like, my dad openly says that if, like, the Revolutionary War started now, he would be a proud Tory. Like, he, like, loves the Queen. He's all about English. He makes us watch, like, the Queen's speech on Christmas or, like, whatever she does. He's obsessed. Okay. So, they don't really watch American television. They watch all this British stuff. Uh And so, I'm going to read off some of these shows and see if you've ever heard of them or if my parents are just watching the deep recesses of... Lying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... First of all, I'm going to start with some obvious ones. Uh, Doctor Who. Do you know, I actually have never seen Doctor Who. Really? I've heard of it. I love but I've Doctor never Who. seen Doctor Who. Well, I, I think Oop. when I was in the, in the 80s, I watched Sylvester McCoy, uh, I think, as Doctor Who, like a few times, you know, with those really spooky, mm-hmm. with the Daleks, like really spooky. Yeah. But I've never, I've never seen Doctor Who. Well, they are obsessed. Like they made, like I was home for Christmas once. And they made me watch the first season, like in its entirety. Um, yeah. So Wait, that, that first was, season, like, like uh, Christopher first Eccleston, season? or the like first the season? yeah, the Christopher Eccleston. They don't watch oh, the Eccleston. Okay. They they start with like the reboot. Like yeah, they don't yeah. pay attention to the old stuff. Oh my god, um, you should, Kimberly. If if you're not watching us on Patreon, like Kimberly, I face us with like they made you watch the first season. <laughs> like okay. I watched the pilot as a bit, but like that's about I watched it. the entire first season. I know everything about Bad Wolf. I'm all about it. Okay, um, if you don't know the show, you'll know, you'll know that reference. Okay, Foil's War. Have you ever heard of this show? I've, I've heard of Foil's War. Yeah. Okay, I just, I, my parents made me watch a lot of that too. And I was like, only old people watch this. They're like, no, everyone does in London. It's all the rage, but it's like an old person show, right? My parents, yeah, my no, parents I, I, watch Foil's War. Okay. Never. Yeah, so you've heard of it. Okay, um, moving yeah, absolutely. on. Yeah, this one, this one's real. Uh, <laughs> Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. No, okay. that one I have seen and I've watched about a million times. I think it's amazing, but yeah. Great. Uh, there was a show, and then the spinoff of Doctor Who called Torchwood. Oh, Torchwood! Yeah, that was with um, John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I, I actually paid attention to that one because I was like, oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evan, did you know that Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who? What? Wow! I didn't know that I would learn something in Kevin's corner. <laughs> 
right, so you know, I'm gonna... so sorry. I'll mute myself. <laughs> yes, please. All right. So we're going to keep going through this. Have you ever heard of a show called Monarch of the Glen? Monarch of the Glen, yes. My parents watched that and sobbed at the end when somebody died. And then because of that show, my dad bought like a one foot by one foot plot of land in Scotland for all of my siblings. So we're all layers because of this, this show. Phenomenal. He's, they're obsessed. I love that. Um, Inspector Lewis. Oh yeah. Inspector Lewis. Yeah. They love that show. I won't watch that. Uh, Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls. No, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, if Dairy you haven't Girls watched it, it's incredible. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, Broadchurch. Broadchurch, yeah, Broad Broadchurch was incredible. Yeah, they did an American remake. They did an American version, was, right? There was yeah, but yeah. they also used David Tennant, so he did both versions. But yeah. also, the ending is different. The, the ending, ending is so different. You can watch both. Yeah, someone yeah. else did it in America. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> um, another obvious one is Downton Abbey. Yes. So I watched that show with them, but when Matthew Crawley proposes in the snow to Lady Mary, I decided that's the end of the show, so I stopped watching. So a good choice. There's a whole lot of other stuff. self-editing. Yeah. yeah, so I have no idea what happens after that, and I don't care. Okay, good. and then these ones are the list that I told be, my dad. Kevin, Kevin, he becomes a beast in France and needs to be saved by Hermione Granger. Oh, I did see that season. That was yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, and then this is the quiet, quiet village. Yeah, this is. And then this is the lightning round. You could just say if you've heard of these or not, because these are the ones my mom had said that I was like, "Mom, literally, no one knows these." Uh, <laughs> Sanditon. No. Great, uh, Vera. Yes. Really, you've heard of this? I've heard my of mom, Vera. Yeah, my I've mom and grandma it. watch that all the time. Uh, Grant Chester. Yes. Oh my god, that's a show! Uh, all creatures, great and small. Yes, that show's my, awesome. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. My dad said I should watch it. I said that sounds like a Doctor Who book that's boring. Um, <laughs> Around the world in eighty days. Yes. They made like a new show of that. Mm. Yeah, it's I'll, on like right now here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like in, mm. uh, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Great. Okay, that's the one they lied. They lied about that. Um, My spin-off. No, no. There's a yeah, new one. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called Poldark. Poldark. Yeah. Is that's that like on a, Netflix? Yeah, that's huge here. Yeah. 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 He, they love that show, and they say I should watch it. And I say that sounds weird. Uh, the <laughs> Durrells in Corfu. Oh yeah, the Durrells. Yeah, they, yes, I've heard of that one. In fact, I've watched it. Yeah, I have watched that one. Oh, you have. Yeah. I, I was I was sure that they had hit the second bottle of wine by the time they were telling me these titles. Uh, <laughs> Unfor- Unforgotten. Oh, uh, oh yes, no, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I've heard of it. Endeavor. Yes. Okay, so Endeavor, these are. All- I think I, Endeavor. I think is is something is it might be a spinoff of um, Lewis. Am I making that up? That probably be. would make sense. They like my I parents think they're, love. They're linked. In some way. They love British universes. Like if shows are connected, they watch every single yeah. one. Yeah. Um, they like and to then, do that a lot. Yeah. And then Victoria. Yes. Victoria is so good. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't know is, if you would like it. <laughs> it's good to know some of these things actually exist. Um, and then the bonus question is, what the hell is Coronation Street? <laughs> because they talk about that on Drag Race all the time, and I like Drag Race UK, and I have no idea what it is. 
Coronation Street is um it's a very long running soap. Um, so it's on every single day, um, Monday through Friday. They're half an hour episodes. It's basically set in Manchester, um, in a in a street. It's it's basically like, do you know do you know EastEnders? Yes. Do you get East Yeah, so it's like EastEnders, but set in the north. It's that oh, okay. kind of um so and like me- melodrama and like all these that, like yeah. Is this like somebody's like evil cousin who's their twin showed up and like that yeah, kind of ridiculous? And they, give, and they give birth to themselves and stuff and yep. you know all that kind of thing. It's, it's very, it's really weird. Totally. <laughs> Great, but it's like, but it's been going on for about forty years or fifty years. Oh and then the last thing I'm going to say is when I went to London for uh, my family went for Christmas one year, and while we were there, every single morning, all we could find on TV was the television for, show Friends. Yeah, it was everywhere is that yeah. still like a thing in london that people it's are just like obsessed everywhere. with friends it's on at least three channels all at the same time we sky were like, one, so excited to sky three seriously yeah, we were, we like, were so excited to watch like a british television show we turn on the tv <laughs> and the first channel it was like two british people like who it was like they were hosting an entire like three hour morning where it's just watching friends and like right yeah. before commercials, they come back. They're like, can you believe what Joey did? That's crazy. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after these commercial break. And then they come back and I was like, short they're, break. literally they're doing just a yeah. like, marathon of friends. So like it still is a big deal in London. <laughs> it's still really, yeah. Like the friends is still absolutely everywhere. I mean, uh, there's one. There's one channel. It runs. I think it runs basically most of the day, literally back to back. It's so insane. I think it starts. There is one. It starts about three. There's one channel. It starts about three o'clock, and it runs through till eight. <clears throat> there's an hour off for something else, and then it starts again. Uh, 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 uh. That, that hour is the Tenardier version. It's the light relief one. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, that's the show you grew up with, yeah. My parents are going to be very happy to hear that a tried and true real Brit has heard of all these shows they watch. So they must be uh, doing a lot better than I thought. Because I just, I thought they were just watching the like random stuff on PBS that was really like a New Zealand show, but like no one told them. But like, they watch all the New Zealand shows too, but like (laughs) the British shows they're all over. So I'm surprised they don't watch Call of Duty. All real, those ones. Yeah, it's they're 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 all really real shows, but I still will not watch them. And this has been Kevin's Corner. Thank you so much. <laughs> so then, my follow up is: How many of those have you auditioned for? Oh wow! Um, You've been on Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, for forty years I've been on Coronation. Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a, that's a show. That's a show you could age yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It used yeah. to be called Coronation Road, and so I threw some ideas in. But let's 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 talk about Moulin Rouge. Um, you were starring in Moulin Rouge in the West End. Um, talk about the experience coming back, and 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 kind of what the show means to you, and 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 the reaction you've seen from audience because we've talked a lot um, about Broadway shutdown and all of that. Well, I'd love to hear mm-hmm. it from your perspective and, and, and uh, prepping to come back and getting back into like HO a week, you know, you know, um, shape. Like, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about that and then audience's reactions. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> like you say, I mean, everything, when everything shut down, it was, what, March, 20, March 2020 and everything. We, I remember, I, I think it really started, I was watching... I think we were still running here with various things. But I remember watching our barometer of how quickly this was all unfolding was seeing which shows were stopping. You know, like we were here, with one mm-hmm. show goes down, and you're like, well, geez, that's not particularly good. I hope they're okay. That's two weeks. or And then you'd hear the next one, the next one, the next one. Then you're like, shit, this is, this is clearly a very serious thing. And then, I mean, that wasn't the only barometer, but you know what I mean. <clears throat> so when everything shut down, it was... In in a way, it was it was kind of that kind of nice break. In a way, I think when we thought it was only going to be a short, a short, brief thing, it was something that you got your head around. But over time, it was you just like everybody probably did. You started to think, is this ever going to come back? Mm-hmm. The, the further and further it got down the line, it was generally going from like, huh, isn't this crazy? To Jesus, are we is is this whole industry dying in front of our eyes? And it was a really strange one. Of course, everyone had that same notion. So when we started to get the idea that things might start to come back, it was obviously really exciting. And I had actually had a call um, about Heather's because Heather's was coming. Heather's was coming back to um, the Haymarket, mm-hmm. uh, and I got a call to do that first. Um, and it was before, even before I knew anything about Moulin Rouge, to be honest. And we'd gone, and we'd gone into that. And it was still before we had this thing called Freedom Day here. I, I don't know if it was the same uh, over there with you. But basically, you could, you were kind of allowed out, basically. And we had put on, um, we'd started to put on Heather's, and that was on the Haymarket. And we had originally opened to socially distanced audiences, which was still great because theatre was coming back, but it was still in mm-hmm. a very precarious position. <clears throat> so um, we kind of got through that, and then, the, but, but Moulin Rouge in particular. And I, I think I think until my dying day, I will always refer to it now as like the biggest explosion of joy that I could ever possibly, you could ever possibly imagine. And I think for a time like this, now it seems like life is back on track. I mean, certainly over here, we have no restrictions anymore. If, you know, that's, it's basically done over here. It's, it seemed to have disappeared overnight, but um what this show is and what I think it represents and the tagline of truth, beauty, freedom, love, and all of that to come out of something so catastrophic and when everyone has lost so much, be it, um, you know, personally, be it whatever it is that people have lost. And you basically sat doing nothing for two years because that's all you could really do to come back and be in a place and with a show like this, which is so opulent and decadent and Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's a feast for the eyes. It's a feast for the ears. It's, and like I say, we've got this amazing company. 
which I know you have in Broadway as well, or, uh, on Broadway as well. But we, you have this amazing company who give everything, and it's uh, it does deliver a lovely message of other things. But basically, it's just it's a big, it's a two and a half hour smile. And I think to come out of to come out of something so horrible, which has been a two year downer, a two year two years of upset. To come back with a show like this, <clears throat> I don't think there could have been anything, and I genuinely, not just because I'm in it, mm-hmm. but I genuinely don't think there could have been anything better to open straight after this pandemic because the the, the reaction that we get from it in the theater, before the show, in the, during the show, and afterwards... You know the, the the and the lovely thing is the human reaction now. It's not just the social media. Ah, the show is great. It's the human interaction of when we leave and you see people walking down the street and they just go nuts. They're still singing the songs. They're beaming. Um, it just makes you feel really proud to be in something that does that to people. You know, I've I've always loved the thing about our job, actors, is that we get to make people forget for a bit if someone's mm-hmm. going through a rough time uh we get to make people forget for two two and a half hours and just immerse themselves in a different world and think about other things for a bit and it takes the stress off them it takes the pressure off them and if they're feeling down it makes them smile and if they're feeling you know it just makes you feel something and to have that and to be able to do that at this point in time i think is unreal um and I think that not just being able to do that, being able to do that with this show makes it twice as exciting because this show has a genuinely profound effect on people and it genuinely makes them feel uplifted. And I think that's the best thing that anyone could have done. Absolutely. You get to be the villain. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to ruin it by shouting at people. So, yeah. <laughs> so, were you no, familiar? You know I mean, I, I, I really do fun. think that. I, and I stand, you know, by that wholeheartedly. I think what we, what we do is, uh, it might not change everyone's life, but it can change someone's life. And I think that's mm-hmm. really, really important. And I think it's, it's a great honor to do it. Um, especially at a time like this, when people are really looking for, a silver lining <clears throat> and i think Amen. we we can maybe give them that just for a bit so i'm mm-hmm. um yeah i love that were you familiar with the movie before taking part in this yeah i was well funnily enough <clears throat> in 2002 i was in the same theater the same the piccadilly theater um i was doing my first ever west end show i was i was 20 years old and it was a awful production of Romeo and Juliet, the musical. It was absolutely terrible. But we, um, as a, the, the film, Moulin Rouge had just come out. It was mm-hmm. well, the year before. And there was this like giant rumor that Moulin Rouge, the musical, was going to be coming over. I think there was talks about rights. I think that it sounds about right. I think because this has been in... Yeah. yeah. This has been in transit for such a long time to get mm-hmm. everything in the right place. So yeah. I think there must have been some, some elements of truth in that. And it looked like it was coming... And it looked like the destination was going to be the Piccadilly Theatre. So all of us were like, okay, well, Romeo and Juliet isn't going to last. (laughs) (laughs) We we started to cast each other, like, who could you play? Who could you play? Um, You know, we were trying to do that, you know, whilst we were kind of like just wrapping up this this production of Romeo and Juliet. That's Um, amazing. But that's when, so I was really aware of, of of the movie. I loved the movie. Like, so I remember when Come What May first came out and it kind of transcended 
being a part of the movie and it came to be like this big kind of hit. Yeah. You know, it was like, geez, this song is, and you and McGregor can sing and Nicole yeah. can sing. It was, because it kind of changed everyone's opinions of them as well because no one knew that. Sure. So I think that was, we were, it was really, it was really a big, it was really a big thing. So of course, when we heard that the show was coming over, now anyway, we were, everyone was kind of clamoring to, to get a get a hold of that but yeah i love the movie i still love the movie now they your role in particular has seen kind of a metamorphosis of, yeah. of sorts from the movie to the stage uh basically what i like to say is he went from creepy duke to like dark sexy duke so yeah. um is that something really fun to play on stage to have that kind of like like because the whole show has a very like a very sexual energy and like mm-hmm. a very like uh, physical chemistry to it. I mean, that ensemble is one of the sexiest ensembles on Broadway. I'm sure it's the same thing on the West End. Yeah. So, is that something really fun to play to like walk that line between being like darkly sexy and like menacing, as opposed to just in the movie where he's just like a creep show the whole time? He's a total creep show, and I think it, it's a really fun thing to play because. It was, and I think the the Duke is really the only one, like you say, it's the only character that's really had, it's an overhaul, I I think. I mean, basically Mm -hmm. he comes from the same place in terms of stock and in terms of upbringing, but really everything else was kind of thrown out. And what the fun part was, obviously, you know, Alex Timbers and, you know, when we were talking about things, he just kind of said, basically what we wanted to do in order to keep people's attention (laughs) in the theater for two and a half hours, (laughs) was to create this love triangle and be like, okay, well, obviously Christian, but, but then there's this guy, like he's offering everything that she wants, she needs, that they want, they need. Um, and he, you know, he wears a lot of cool stuff. So what would you go for? <laughs> Those so costumes actually, are amazing. Oh, unreal. When they first unleashed, when, when Kathy Zuba first unleashed that opening coat and I just went, come on that can't be mine like that's ridiculous so it was kind of insane so in the costumes of the whole show are are ridiculous but but not but like you but you know but but playing that that part in a show like this which is also very like you know upbeat and uh and and the, all these characters are very kind of positive they're clinging on to stuff to play the kind of anti-hero of that is such a fun dynamic because he's the only one that provides really any, any kind of darkness. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a really lovely thing to have put in. Um, but there's also like a bit of a light side to him, you know, it's, and I, I think that's, that, that's quite, a, it was a really clever move on their behalf to make it, it make him kind of a contender for the it definitely audience. Works. Kind of re- it, I think so. Yeah, it definitely works. So when I saw the show, like, because when you're watching the movie, because it's such a stylized movie, it's okay that they make the decision to make him such a creep, because it's like yeah. very like art filled, like noir almost to have like the creepy guy. But like you said yeah. on stage, it really does work. Like there was a part in the middle of Act One where you're almost like, but like he's really. He's handsome. Yeah. He has money. He's giving her every like, like you're like, of course you pick the one that she's supposed to love. But like, there's a part. Yeah. There's there's multiple parts in the show. Where you're like. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. Exactly. Like, not to, yeah. <laughs> well, the Duke song, though. But the Duke song is is just like, it's such a cool song. And, you know, and I just, you know, like you say, it's, you know, you, you start mashing some Rolling Stones together. You've got this cool guy in a way, you know, he's just turns out to be 
a bit of a maniac, which is, yeah. I think, probably the time to leave. But, you know, I think everyone <laughs> makes the right choice there. But it's running up to that. But I do like the fact that there's that kind of, the, the kind of arc of the character does make you kind of go, I like this guy. And until the rug gets pulled. And that's why that, that one scene in particular, I think, is, is a really important one to, to go full dark. Because then you kind of realize that he is mm-hmm. not the person that she should be with because that's just all that. So I, I do like the way they've, the way they've shaped this, the way they've shaped him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you get to play a bad boy like you were in our boy band back in 2000. And- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In our boy band, Box of Secrets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, should we play a game? Yes, please. Oh, absolutely. Play a game. Since you are in Thursday and we are in Wednesday, um, I have made a game called Time Zones. Woo! Um, I love it. As per usual, started with the title, then made up a game from there. And so I have a bunch of Lights of Broadway show cards in front of me. They're all different shows. And so when it is your turn, just say when to pick a card, essentially. And then you have the choice to move one song forward or backwards in the time of the show. So you can move the opening number to be the 11 o'clock number, or you can move the 11 o'clock number to be the opening number. Or whatever whatever piece you want to do. Whatever piece you want to do, and then just sort of explain how that might affect the plot or the staging of your new concept of one of these shows. All right. I love it. Kevin, do you want to start as the writer you are? Because you can help us figure Let's out what this game is about. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's see if what I yeah. came up with on the subway works. Yeah, let's do it. This is fun. <laughs> All right, say when. Uh, when? Oh, I have two in my hand, but I'm going to give you Sideshow. Sideshow, okay. The, I will um, never leave you. I will never, ever leave you. Okay, mm-hmm. um... Sideshow. Where would I want to move a song that I feel like would give it some incredible power? Um, yes? Oh, no, my camera's just out of focus. I'm trying to figure oh, okay. it out. Okay, you were raising your hand. No. <laughs> okay, so what I would probably do is um, the song from Sideshow, uh, Who Will Love Me As I Am, um, which is like their, it's almost like their like act one 11 o'clock number, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like, it, but it's kind of like a sadder, sweeter version. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take that and put that at the beginning of the show. Just the two of them together, like these quiet girls singing to each other, having like a quiet moment. And then you have the opening number where like the circus master comes in and starts to come look at the freaks. So you give them this like really mm-hmm. sweet, lovely and I would have them be apart, like separate humans singing this song to each other. And by the time they get to the end of the song, that's when they connect. And that's when they start come look at the freaks. So I think it gives you a way to see these two people as separate people and also see like their, their plight before you really realize what their problem is and then see how the rest of the world sees them with the opening number. So that's what I would do. That was very good. Oh, love it. Brian, you want to beat it? Yeah, I'm going to beat him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, say when. When. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> okay. Okay, hello, Dolly. You need a track list? 
Hello, Dolly. No, I, 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 I'll get this. I've seen Wally. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, why that movie wasn't called Hello, Wally is beyond me. Uh, oh. But that is that is unrelated <laughs> to this and just buying myself time. Uh, I think that you put. I don't. I love Kevin's concept of putting the like introspective emotional song first and then like 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 santa fe they like they did with newsies with santa uh-huh. fe oh, yeah. um i think that really works and helps with character but i think that dolly um is a strong enough character without having to do that and introducing her because like her entrance in the opening number is wonderful um so i think what you're gonna do is <laughs> you're gonna open the show with penny in your pocket Okay. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. You're going to cut that song. Uh, like um, the Tonys? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is hard. I think you start the show with uh, put on your Sunday clothes. I think that that is a more upbeat, fun, exciting number um, in the show. And I think you start it there, uh, uh, but only on Sundays. So the performances only change on Sundays. Um, and it's like Tuesdays you see Donna Murphy and on Sundays you see the opening number of that. Um, and you, you work that into the actual opening number and then uh, the, you go into Jerry Herman's collection of songs and you replace Put On Your Sunday Clothes with something else that, it's, that he never released. And that's only on, on Sundays. Sundays. Okay. Only on Sundays. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, yeah. It's obviously better than shows uh, need some help selling out a Sunday matinee. So agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, we all know I just beat Kevin, so it's fine. absolutely <laughs> begged no, me. But, no. but if I'm well, if I'm copying Kevin, okay. my real answer is um, the parade passes by actually is the first one you see her emotionally like missing her husband and then you're actually seeing the face that she puts on for the world throughout this whole thing and then that's actually a uh, reprise later on when she sings that I'm embarrassed to bring this to the group but I'm going to I am familiar more with like the opening number of Hello Dolly being just leave everything to me because that's the Barbara like what they wrote for her for the movie mm. What is the actual, what's her song actually called? That's like the opening number. I have no idea. Does anybody the actual know? opening number of Hello Dolly. Yeah, like what is her? Because in the movie she sings the "Just Leave Everything to Me," like the the song they they wrote like a patter song for Barbara instead of what the actual opening song. I think that it's the. Um, I have always been a woman who arranges things. What's it called? Well, no, the, well her first song or the first song in the show? Her first song. Um, I put my hand in. That's what it is. It's called, I put my hand in is they replaced it in the movie with just yes. leave everything to me. Because the opening number is call on Dolly. Got it. So that's what everyone's telling everybody to call on Dolly. Yeah, and, and then, then she sings her number. Got in it. the revival, she came on in like that stagecoach or I forget like the trolley, the Dolly and the trolley, mm-hmm. um, the, the Dolly and the trolley on a Dolly. Right. Yes. Okay, anyway. sorry, I just had to figure that out. <laughs> All right, it's Simon's turn. Oh my god, you're gonna massively, you're gonna massively ex- expose my my lack of musical my my knowledge here. Perfect. You can always pick again if you really okay. don't know something. <laughs> okay, ready? Say when. Say when. When. 
Here, here. Uh, yeah, that one. That one. This one. Dream Girls. Would you like Dream Girls? See, this is there's going to be a lot of embarrassment. I haven't seen Dream Girls, and I'm actually in a show with someone who was in Dream Girls very recently. <laughs> so she would be a great help in this situation. <clears throat> but someone, but just open that in. So other way, because uh, I don't know Dream Girls. Who wants to take that and 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 take? No, you, know, you just see what's. You just you pick a show. You pick any show you want, <laughs> and just move the songs around and move move that around. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh you've played all of the roles in Les Mis. Do Les Mis. Oh, see, well, Les Mis would be an interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do Les Mis. <laughs> well, oh wow, this is this is real on the spot, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so where where what would you move? Move. I don't know. I, again, I, I quite like the idea of you starting with something very, um, mm-hmm. you know, very sort of wistful, you know. So I think if you could start with something, maybe like, it'd be quite nice to follow Eponine's story, actually. So if we've started, like, I don't know, with if you started with On My Own. Ooh, and that's I love that. And that's you take you take the story there rather than like following and seeing it from her point of, her point of view and seeing where her story intersects with, the other characters, yeah. like, I don't know, like the Valjean. Valjean doesn't wow. necessarily have to be the central figure. If you take one of those peripheral figures and you show it through their eyes, I know that becomes a slightly different show, but it kind of, it kind of doesn't. It kind of does the same thing. It's in the same Love epoch. It. So if we started with On My Own and then followed that on, I mean, where that would go from there, I'm not entirely sure. Well, no, but that's actually, really... Like, <laughs> it, but just, that's... But I like the idea of taking these really classic, like a, like a classic show like that, and just flipping on its head and going right. Okay, well, if we started with her, where does this where does it where does, it, where does the rest of the story yeah kind of follow from there? And how narrate. do those characters yeah. get affected? Exactly. Yeah, I like follow that. Follow it through there. Because even that see- moment where like where like Valjean comes and saves Cosette, like Eponine is there, and like he exactly yeah he she she could always feel her whole life that he didn't choose her to save her. And yeah. then that girl turns out to be the one that steals your boyfriend. Like, like, oh, yeah. major gut punch. Like, <laughs> well, I also yeah. think that on my own could easily be a thesis statement for the musical where everyone kind of finds their families throughout. And I kind of like the idea that like everyone starts on their own. Valjean starts on his own. Javert feels yeah. like he's on his own. Like, I'm totally yeah. into this concept. Did you did you see the going back to Kevin's corner? Did you see the Les Mis remake they recently made? Um, on the BBC or PB's Masterpiece Theater. I don't know, however oh, the, we got um, it. The, the non-musical version. That's yeah, with yeah. With Dominic West. Yeah, I watched With Dominic it, yeah. West. Because Aaron Kellyman's version of Eponine in that is so good that like when, yeah. when you say that, I imagine kind of like that kind of like layered performance in the that that part. I love it. I'm very into your idea. Yeah, I think so. I think because, you know, I, I don't really feel we see... I actually don't think we see enough of those. And like you say, actually, Les Mis, even though for, you know, for a show with a lot of characters, actually, it's very individual. There's a lot of individuality in it. And so I think you could actually tell, I mean, if we're going to use that from the phrase spin-off, you could actually do so many spin-offs of all of those characters. Mm-hmm. And it would be something really interesting because you're going through a time, um, you know, French Revolution, you're going through it at such a time and it affects them in such different ways. Then that one might be quite a fun, that would be quite a fun way to go to kind of see the story from their point of view. 
I want to see Factory Girl, the musical, yeah. where you just learn about why she was so mean to Fontaine. You couldn't just read that letter and hand it I'm to in. her. Factory <laughs> Girl Origins. And then we've got a sellout. You know, that's kind of where we are. Oh, yes. I love this. I'm obsessed yeah. with yeah. this. Origin <laughs> stories of musical characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Season finale, Valjean comes in as mayor. And then... <laughs> yeah. Everyone, yeah. Oh, he's here! I can't believe they did it! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Oh, right, that's so fun. Someone say when for me. We'll do one more. <laughs> yeah. When? What's in my hand? On your feet. Oh, okay. And obviously, you take the very introspective song of "On Your Feet" and you put that first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You put. Why Honestly, wouldn't you put? Yeah. Them? Let's. This is the concept now. You put the finale at the beginning. Yeah. And Brilliant. so you. Isn't this actually how the show goes? Mega mix of at the it? beginning of shows is exactly <laughs> that's what right. you you, It is the mega mix be at the right. beginning. You see the full concert, and then it like reverses itself. So then it ends with her as a child. You're brilliant. You're brilliant. I love it. Ben. Wait, did you just basically Benjamin Button this story? Is that what just happened? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Okay, I'm here for it. Flipped it on its head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank it's you sort of like that thank scene you. where, like, oh, thank you. Uh, she runs off stage and runs back on as like old Gloria. It's the opposite. She runs off and runs on kid Gloria. Yeah. Why don't End we ever show. see that? Why don't we ever like like Never. I want to see the reverse. Like I want to see Donna yes. Summer. Like n- n- from like, I want to see the end of like the career, like and then like going backwards in time to when she's like, "You want to sing, kid?" You know, like I love that. I'm in. Perfect. Yes. Done. Yep. That was time zones. <laughs> Yay! I love that. Thank you. Um, but before we end here, one more thing: stage door stories. Ooh, I want to hear sure. some West doors, West End stage door stories. It's yeah, different. one of my favorite stories. <clears throat> it was a, a, as as we're on a Les Mis theme. So I was in. It was when I was in. Uh, I was rehearsing for Les Mis, <clears throat> and we were getting ready to to perform the show. So there was the 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 existing cast was there. Now we used to have quite an obsessive fan who would come, I think, probably four or five times a week. Uh, wow. And she had done so for about five years. Anyway, wow. <clears throat> this one year in particular, this one, I can swear, right? I can, I can yeah. swear. Yeah, of course. Because mm-hmm. this is kind of integral to the story. So she would, um, she was made it very clear that she was not a fan uh, in any way, shape or form of the guy who was playing Marius currently in that cast. So we would get interaction with these guys. <laughs> anyway, so there was the day it came to their last performance. The guy playing Marius has walked out and there's obviously there's loads of people at stage door. It's way, well done, congratulations, we love it. There was this, this, this woman there who was the fan and she's holding this little tiny wash bag. <laughs> and the guy, the guy playing Marius, he's walked up. He was like, you know, okay, well, that's, that's kind of my time. She goes, yeah, I know. I've packed your bag. Now you can fuck off. <laughs> the bag. <laughs> this is true. It happens to be how she hands him this little wash bag. And goes, there you go. I packed your bag. Now fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And that was, that was all she, and then she walked off. That's true. That's yeah. literally the most savage thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And he was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. So that was it. That's, um, 
That's my that's my best stage door story. I mean, there's oh. there's a few going around, but that's my favourite. That if that, oh. that no one's actually ever asked for before, so I'm so glad you asked because I've been kind of waiting to tell that story. Oh. <laughs> Best. I will replay board. that in my mind. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Well, I don't think we can get better than that. So that brings us to the end of our episode. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much for joining us this late. You had a two show day, a two day show. Like we're just like super, super, super happy that you joined us. Um, this was super fun. Our first uh, guest directly from the UK. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, where can people find you on social media? Follow aside from going to see the show at the theater. Where can people find you um, on social media? So I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, the name is Simon Bailey one two one zero. Both for both those um, both those outlets. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. You can follow us at Broad Wasted on Twitter and Instagram. Join our Facebook group for some theater nerdy stuff. Um, you can, of course, find us on Patreon. Uh, subscribe there. We have some really fun stuff. And then, of course, this is a podcast. So you can find us on things like Spotify, like um, uh, Stitcher, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. please. Thank you. And we, of course, always end with a quote because you want to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Like I'm the only one that you'll ever love. Like I'm the only one who knows your heart. Only girl in the, the world. world. Um, Simon, thank you so much for joining us. Literally come back whenever you want. This was delightful. We could have probably talked with you for another three hours, but like we also want you to sleep. Go to bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I just, I, I want to say before I go, thank you so much for having me. This is this has been so much fun and I really Yay. appreciate you having me on. So I thank yeah, of you course. for taking the time. Anytime. Absolute delight. Any, thank anytime you at so all. so much. But we end every episode, we raise oh, yeah. a glass and we say, Cheers. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.